Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Yeehaw! Spencer, do you want to open us up in an opening prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together. We ask that you help us, that your spirit guides us in in prayer and in giving of ourselves for others and for you. May we come to peace in everyday life, especially in the Mass. May we rest in your presence and in your goodness. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Spencer. Michael? What are we talking about today? We're going to talk a little bit about how to pray the Mass, and how to pray during Mass. So, like any good prayer, well, I mean prayer is good but <laughs> you open up with the sign of the cross mm-hmm. that's pretty basic um, yeah. and it's very traditional which is awesome but yeah uh, we would recommend that well it depends on what type of parish you go to you might experience different things but ideally the inside the church like I'm not talking about the building I'm talking about like where the, the mass the is, sanctuary the sanctuary I didn't know if that was considered the sanctuary or around the front was the sanctuary I thought the front either way if you're around there if you're in a room with pews um that's that's a good one right yeah any any room with pews, including <laughs> antique shops and thrift shops. <laughs> but, yeah, walk into Mass, walk into the church, you know, dip your fingers in holy water, do the sign of the cross, and sit down, kneel down, whichever you prefer during prayer keeping you relaxed and just silent your heart in preparation for the greatest thing the greatest event in human history that's right literally literally the greatest event ever so it's this event at the mass where it's so mind-blowing. So, Jesus is the Lamb of God. He's offered up. It is the one offering, the one sacrifice. It's not a re-sacrifice. It's the continual sacrifice of the Lamb. And Christ is offered to the Father the greatest thing that could ever be offered 
to God our Father is himself. Because God is the greatest person ever, the greatest being ever in three persons. <laughs> um, so while we offer up Christ in the Mass... A great way of praying through the mass is offering up all of all of yourself. Offer up all of the bad, all of your little venial sins and well, immortal sins too. But if if you have those, um, just offer up all of your all of the good and bad. The good, I said the good. Yes, offer up all of your goodness that you exemplify and the bad because you don't want to just offer up your crap and then be like "Eh, that's all well what how so you you can yeah let the lord take that junk from you but let it like glorify allow the lord to be glorified through your goodness too through what you do well what you enjoy doing what gets you excited and so while the lord is being sacrificed christ our lord he's so good that in that we receive him while we're offering him to the father. We receive him as well. Like it's just thinking about it blows my mind. How can we receive something that we're trying to give offer up while making it cool, you know, Mm-hmm. It, like not cool as in like oh this is really cool guys but like cool as in like not like selfish in some sense or, like oh well i'm trying to give you this gift michael but now you're trying to give me it back well, like in a sense like what is this that's not respectful yeah <laughs> like but i i do think there is something to be said for people trying to make it cool like it, like it it's awesome. Like it fills you with awe, you know, mm-hmm. you're transported through time and space to Calvary. Like we, we are the ones being, we, we are there at mass. We are there. And mm-hmm. any, anytime some, something, if something's going on at mass, it's a slippery slope to get to where we've gotten now. The, the amount of irreverence that exists in the world but mm-hmm. I think my general rule of thumb is would I do this if I was kneeling before the cross at Calvary in the year 33 AD? Mm-hmm. Like my phone goes off. I think, oh, I got to check that. I reach for my pocket and I think, would I do that if I was, if I was kneeling before the cross? Watching Christ be crucified for my sins. 
Like, no, of course I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then like the everything from music to music selection to which is a whole different issue. I think we have an episode yeah. slated about music coming up. Um, <laughs> to the way we dress, you know, to mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's that's that's the thing is that people say, "Do you believe in miracles?" Every Catholic needs to say yes because we witness a miracle every, every single week day. or every yep. single day. And it's, it, and not like a, oh, you know, it's a miracle. I found my keys. Like an actual uh, uh, reality bending miracle. Yeah, because we know Tony is helping you out with your keys. You yep. know, St. Anthony helps you with that. But that's a whole nother episode. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, like, uh, the the metaphysical changes the yeah. mirac the the bending of time and space mm-hmm. and, it's, it, and you I can't think really fathom it. it it's just right that's why it looks like what it does that's why it looks like kneeling in a church in front of mm-hmm. a man who's acting in in place of Christ because that's all our little minds can grasp for what's going on. And yeah, it it's crazy. Like we're by no means are we theology majors or doctors of theology and whatnot. But if you hear people like that with prestigious degrees in theology, they're, they sound child childlike about how in awe they are about this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild and if you they hear, don't understand like, it either if you hear like what the mystics said about what happens at a mass like mm-hmm. with the angels all of the angels present and and like the the metaphysical realities mm-hmm. i mean it i think it's interesting for us as Catholics, often our most spiritual experiences happen in adoration, you know. But adoration mm-hmm. is is that is the Eucharist, that is the miracle that happens at the Mass, kind of taken out of the context of the Mass, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of the same thing, but if you think about all of the profound experiences, if you've had any, that you've had in adoration you can have those same experiences at any mass and every mm-hmm. mass cuz it's all the same mass it's all the same yep. eucharist it's like um everyone who receives the eucharist is healed of something every time mm-hmm. they receive that's just true at very least your venial sins are forgiven receiving the Eucharist. And that is something mm-hmm. you are healed of. But if if you trust and you, you you ask kind of boldly, you know, I need I need healing from this. Whether it's a mental struggle or, or whatever, you will you will be healed of that. Mm-hmm. And if you ever think, yeah, that sounds kinda out there, you just gotta remember that 
you're there because you believe time and space is being bent to get you there. Mm-hmm. At least like, we hope you're there for that because of that. Like, yeah, right, exactly. So, like, him healing your bruised elbow while you're there is not the is not the out there part <laughs> you know that's not that's not the miracle that's not the main miracle thing right happening. exactly but i think the to get back to like praying the mass it's easy and to mass forget not, that mass not being ahead. boring right cuz that's it it's easy to forget the mass is a prayer it is like mm-hmm. the 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 chief prayer of the church you know mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a catechism quote that i'm not referencing right but whatever <laughs> um well i don't get anything out of mass well guess what mass isn't about you right <laughs> you're missing the whole point it's about christ <laughs> right in the there liturgy pl- like that's exactly it there are plenty of things that you don't think you get something out of in in life just on a general level you know that are mm-hmm. still very good for you yep. i mean you wouldn't say i don't want to go to the dentist i don't get anything out of it but <laughs> what's in it for me you know <laughs> right and a dentist just doesn't do it for me i mean some people do say that but you know <laughs> Usually those are different from the people that are saying there's nothing in going to church, you know. Mm-hmm. Over the years, the best mass experiences I have had, because as Catholics, all of these prayers are so repetitive to us. We hear mm-hmm. them all the time. The One of the most helpful things for me to kind of get into the mass is everything that you say and everything the priest says. Obviously, the readings we tend to pay more attention to, and the homily we tend to pay more attention to. Mm-hmm. But all the little prayers that the priest says, and all of the um, things that we say back as a congregation, if you pay attention to those words in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. there becomes a, a very deep and very profound... It. it experience soft heartening and experience like tender yeah yeah the eucharistic prayer is a great example for that i just off the top of my head because if you look if you listen to that and actually listen to the words instead of just kind of letting it wash over you you know mm-hmm. because it's not like it's not like we usually ignore the eucharistic prayer most Catholics, you know, but it's also something we don't really think about. It's like we're yeah. kneeling and my knees hurt. I have to get up and shake everyone's hand in a couple minutes. That's going to be awkward. <laughs> but it's if you actually like stop and listen to what is being said, it's amazing. It's one of the boldest things we do as Catholics. Mm-hmm. And then with that, we also have the Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed. Like, yep. Pe- things that people say out of habit, even though 
a good percentage of them don't actually believe everything that's said. You have to mm-hmm. take it into your heart and examine like what's going on. Examine your like heart. The Gloria. If you ever stop and think about what you're like you most of the mass settings that we have today are kind of kitschy and sad. But still, mm-hmm. if you if you're ever at a mass and everyone's singing the Gloria, whatever mass setting it happens to be, and you kind of stop and you kind of just think about it, I mean, you are surrounded by hopefully hundreds of people, all just singing to the glory of God, which mm-hmm. is something if you do praise and worship that you're probably familiar with that experience, but. It's 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 everyone, you know. It's the whole church, mm-hmm. all singing glory to God in the highest. It's just a very profound thing, and when you start to look at all the scriptural parallels, like mm-hmm. especially to the Book of Revelation, which I know Scott Hahn has a book about. I think it's Scott Hahn. Um, hmm. I can't. Remember, I think it's Scott Hahn, but it might be. Um, Jeff Cavins. I can't remember. But um, the book of Revelation and the amount of parallels there are between the wedding feast described in the book Mm -hmm. of Revelation and the mass. Men in white robes chanting Behold the Lamb of God. That's what I think my my big advice if you want to pray the mass more deeply is just to like I know it sounds kind of obvious, but just to like listen, not just listen to the words, but think about what they're saying. Take you know? them in. Yeah. Take them in. Like think about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. There's a lot of meaning packed into that sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the fact that the peak of the mass, we become one with God, with Christ, the second person of the Trinity. We become one with Christ and we become one with the rest of the billion Catholics who are also all becoming one with Christ. Right. It's like... That's that just like the 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 time and space thing. It's like that's hard to wrap your mind around, you mm-hmm. know? And then from like a a human perspective when you when you hear somebody say, "Oh, you become one." What does that sound like? Yep. It sounds exactly like Oh, a married couple. Mm-hmm. The the marital intimacy that is shared. That is what happens at the mass. That's the same level of, in, of closeness. Yeah. So mass life, prayer, everything is about intimacy with Christ. Like that's what we all yearn for, whether we see it or not. Mm-hmm intimacy 
without it, we die. Like that is a, a fact without closeness. We die like during, um, I think I've heard a talk where during world war two, there was a bunch of orphans, orphanages that were like abandoned and then people had to go and you know help these babies like to keep them alive they were feeding them and everything and giving everything them everything they needed but then babies were dying still but they found out that if they just once or twice a day picked up each child and just held them just have that intimate contact, the human contact, that they would thrive, begin to thrive. And that is what we need spiritually with Christ and physically. For I mean, we are both a spirit and physical body, so we need both. And that, that all happens in the Mass. We need the Mass more than anything. It's what it is to be Catholic. It's, well, I know that's a casual heresy, but, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it, 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 it's what makes us different from mostly I mean, the Protestants. I mean, the Orthodox have something at the divine liturgy, which is basically the mass and they believe the same things about it, but it, we have a, we have a lot of, yeah, it's the main difference. Yeah. It's, it's the, the um, it's not something I'd we do once a month. Right. Oh, let me have this bread. That's symbolic. Wow. What a difference this makes. Like, Wonder honestly, think about, think about it. Think about it. I've said this. It's a really bold statement. But I've told um, a friend this, a, a Protestant friend. I was like, if that is just a symbol, then I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> just a symbol, just a, a pe- mm-hmm. like, What? I mean that's the in the in the Catholic Church we have a lot of symbols. You know what we don't do? Eat them. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 just the, the, yeah that I, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, like if it's if it's just a symbol, then why are thousands of people leaving Jesus? Yeah. Like during his time, when on his teaching, thousand, you're telling me thousands of people left him because of a symbol, right? What they all thought it was like, what kind of a symbol that it cost them to leave? Also, who who assumes that? In what context does somebody say you're going to have to eat my body? And right. in what context is your first reaction? Oh, he must mean symbolically. Okay. Like, no, okay, this man just, you know, 
split up, you know, he just split up bread like it was Doritos, like magnified into infinite amounts of Doritos and fish into like an insane amount. Like everybody was fed yesterday. So like, how how is he doing this now? I don't get it. Like, why is he telling me I need to eat him? Mm-hmm. It's pretty weird. Must be symbolic. Or he's crazy. Or he's right. telling the truth. <laughs> it would have been nice if there was some story about how, like, one of the apostles got a little bit overzealous and just started, like, munching on his toes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That sounds like something Peter would do. <laughs> I mean, he's the one that spoke, so... That's true. <laughs> That's true. But, like, the geographical context of that, too. I mean, I'm not going to get into it now because I'm not properly um, knowledgeable on it. But I know for a fact the geographical context of everything that Jesus does... Yep is impactful. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a reason why he does it in those places, which blows my mind even more. But yeah, you don't double down five times on a symbol. Mic drop. <laughs> amen. Amen. I say to you, what do you think that means? You think yeah, he's staking a, his life on a symbol? That's an oath. That's what, that's what that means however it's um however it's phrased in whatever translation you're looking at whether yep yeah verily i say to be or something like that verily i say unto thee or um they stake this is me staking my life on what i'm about to say this isn't one of those steven crowder changed my mind videos this is right this is what is i'm not open to change because i'm telling you what is (laughs) Mm-hmm. You have to change if you want to stay and follow me. <laughs> like that's what that's what following Jesus is all about. It's not about me. I have to change because I am messed up. <laughs> oh, I thought following Jesus was about Wednesday night bingo. Well, <laughs> that can be a a symbol. A, a very, very small percentage on what it's about, but <laughs> hopefully that's not your main course. Because, man, if that's my main course, I'm starving. Right? There's a there's a huge church here in town called H2O Church. Did we drive by what? that? I think we might. I we like might have. They meet in one of the buildings on campus, so it's like a student organization but it's massive like Hmm. on my way to mass on sunday i passed like hundreds of people walking to this building for whatever h2o church service looks like do they have bubblers (laughs) or water fountains hopefully they'd better they better have water guns and and like extra baptisms and and i don't know what else water balloons Water slides, slip and slides. That's what. Okay, I know nothing about this church, but every time I walk yeah, past uh, it, I think to myself, "What, what on earth is the substantive base for this? 
what what is attracting all these people right (laughs) because i can't believe that it's even scripture at that point or it would be called like bible church or something you know Mm -hmm. like what for for several reasons i mean the bible interpreted fundamentally like fundamentalist christians tend to do is not very appealing to the average college student Mm-hmm. And and secondly, what does that have to do with hydrogen and oxygen atoms? Like <laughs> maybe I, the water I of life? I don't know. Right, I don't know. It's, water it's a stretch. Baptism? I don't know. Yeah. Why do you call it H two O then? I don't get that. It's just be straightforward it, about it. Right. There's a lot of churches that are like people are attracted because it's the big church or it's the church with the best community. But all of those churches have different thoughts on what the Bible says and means, you know? Mm-hmm. But you, as a Catholic, you can decide on which parish you're going to go to. But yep. regardless, they all believe the same thing. And if they don't, well, then... One is in the wrong, and that's not the parish that's in the wrong, but it, it's probably a person there. Yep. Or, or a, couple a couple people. people. Yeah. It's not the Catholic Church that's wrong. It's that group of people there, if if that's a thing. But we're all united in doctrine, in everything. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe our, you know, whereabouts, wherever we are from. <laughs> That may be different, but we're all in the same place at a parish under one mind or in one mind, not under under one <laughs> casual heresy. Casual heresy. Catholicism is now a hive mind. <laughs> Jeez, that would be awful. <laughs> no, but yeah, we're one mind, one spirit, like. We're the body of Christ. We're meant to be united in in Christ. So in the body of Christ, yeah. The Word made flesh, the Word of God, which is referred to in the Bible quite a bit. Most of the time, it's referring to Christ, not Word, mm-hmm. not the Bible, because the Bible ain't around. It's nowhere to be seen, and it did not fall from the sky when He resurrected. And they did not have. They did not build the Bible out of the cross that Jesus was crucified on. Mm-hmm. They did not make that into paper and write on it. That did not happen. That is not why it's special. Because it, it's special because of the church that Christ established and gave the authority to. Yep. Thank you for coming to my Catholic talk. No, <laughs> it's like a TED talk, but with less heresy, maybe less secularism, less less Mormons. Sus. Same difference, right? <laughs> less Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's less Witness. Yeah, that's. It's a big yikes. Less uh, 
Midwestern neo pagans. <laughs> Less H two O church. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> it's all in good fun, but we we are serious though too. Yeah. Especially about like the Eucharist. It is the most intimate experience you'll have. Ever. Uh, ever, yeah. Each each human individual is in dire need of this experience. Each and every day. Like I I have can't tell you the last time I went to daily mass. I think a couple of weeks ago I went on a Saturday morning, but I used like there were times in college where I went to mass every day. And th- I've never been fed spiritually more than when I'm going to mass every day. Like life is just so good, so free. Like don't know how to describe it. It's the best experience you can have. It's the best life we can have. Yeah. I would agree with that. I'd say the times in my life when I've been able to go to daily mass on a regular basis, it's just like an overwhelming peace. Mm -hmm. Like even if it's just two or three times, not even every day, just an extra two or three masses. One to three masses. If you're going to mass other than Sunday, something's going to change, like, in a good way. You'll find not only, like, peace, but overwhelming confidence in God, in his Mm -hmm. presence and in his love for you. It's just going to be, like, second nature, you know? You're like, oh, yeah, I know. know." And And then you're seeing all these things throughout your day. You're just so much more intentional at least I've experienced that like so much more intentional on just my walk throughout my day, mm-hmm. everything that I do just witness so many more things that the Lord is doing in my life. I'm not just like unconsciously blocking it out cause I'm just, you know, roaming through the day, staying busy cause the B word's not a good word got to commit to being intentional so we don't get thrown into a detention of sin of selfishness oh that sounds like illinois oh yeah dude they're going downhill big time (laughs) maybe not all the people there but definitely their economics and their livelihood safety yeah big time down Mm mm-hmm and their tax breaks that they don't have. Just kidding. Just about their everything everything about Chicago. Just everything much. is so expensive and unsafe. That is except for the Chicago Bears. They're not dangerous. They still suck. And they're they're not expensive either. <laughs> but they did they did win, I think. Did they? Oh, they did, because I was amazed. (laughs) (laughs) They did, because I was amazed. No. Really? The Bears won? Like, I mean, if 
the Packers would have played like they did against the if they would have played the Bears, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. But yeah, they beat the 49ers 19 to 10. Damn. <laughs> okay, I, that actually kind of makes me happy cuz I don't like the 49ers, but well, we know that we know that preseason is the realest type of football games ever, right? Mhm. Oh yeah. Dude, the Bears were undefeated in preseason. And they beat the Chiefs. And they beat the Browns. I think that's more surprising, right? <laughs> that's, that is more surprising, actually. Because the, the Browns were probably actually trying in the preseason. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but... I mean, we might have to cut these last five minutes for just a very, very, very short episode of just talking about the Bears sucking. <laughs> the Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Still suck. But, yeah. No, I think the the mass is the most intimate thing you'll ever experience, <laughs> no matter how much casual boinking you may do. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the sacrament of marriage... The intimacy that you experience in the sacrament, like that, that is what the Lord desires for you to have at Mass, but exemplified. Both are spiritual experiences and physical experiences. Yeah. But the Mass, man, just take it in. Take in the intimate experience of the Mass and don't let the irreverence of others like persuade you or distract you to not have that experience. Michael, would you like to close us in on a closing prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for giving us yourself in the Eucharist. We thank you for the gift the holy sacrifice of the mass we thank you so much for your sacrifice for all of us we ask you to bless each and every one of our listeners and to help their hearts to be open to receive you more intimately the next time they are at mass we ask all these things in your precious and holy name Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We hope you all have a wonderful day, evening, or night. And that you stay safe out there. From life cheers to you. God bless. Peace.